Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Chiefs training camp report. Day 17 of full team practice in St. Joseph, Missouri is the final week of training camp. And today did not go exactly how the Chiefs probably would have liked uh, to kick off the final week of training camp in St. Joseph, Missouri. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Uh, the injury list was long on Tuesday, Sween, and several Kansas City Chiefs left practice early due to injuries. Not uh, not a great start to the week. Yeah, and, and what a shame because it, it was two players that we thought really looked pretty good in the preseason game. So that includes Nico Remigio. He left, got his shoulder popped back in. I, I saw the training staff doing this in, in the medical tent, and it was confirmed by the Chiefs uh, afterwards. So... We'll see what the timetable is on him. You wonder if this could be a player that ends up going on IR and we'll kind of see what happens next year. Maybe that that Ross thing that we saw last year. And, and speaking of Justin Ross, he also left practice early. Looked like his knee was bothering him in the medical tent, but Andy Reid said it was the knee, it was the, the shin, could have been the hamstring. So we'll see. And I know that there's been a rap sheet report out there that Ross is okay, maybe not so serious. So we'll see what ends up happening there. And then Amir Smith-Marset, who's trying to drive for this team as a, as a kick returner, I think probably a, a little bit uh, less serious for him. He just rode with, with Ross back up to the locker room. We'll see when these guys uh, return to practice. Yeah. So not ideal the final week of training camp, especially uh, for these guys that have been grinding to make the roster all throughout this extended Chiefs training camp and to get to the final week and get injured is just an absolute bummer for the Kansas City Chiefs. And for these players, uh, I want to mention, and we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more, but uh, Andy Reid confirmed the tight end Jody Fortin is scheduled to have shoulder surgery. He is being placed on IR. That's going to end his season going on IR in the preseason for the Kansas City Chiefs. Major bummer for a, a guy who has struggled with injuries during his time here in KC. Still no Chris Jones. Cornerback Nick Jones, uh, also out of practice. Andy Reid confirmed after the preseason game that he fractured fingers in that game. So it could be a while uh, before we see him again. He's also uh, a late-round pick who might be on that roster bubble. Cornerback Legarius Sneed, also out of practice. Kadarius Toney, Turk Wharton, and safety Mike Edwards. But I, I want to get back into uh, Jody Fortson, Pete, and we'll get into the wide receiver injuries a, a little bit more too, but ho hopefully none of those are are serious like season jeopardizing types of injuries, but uh, it's a pretty big bummer for Jody Fortin, a, a guy who's been a, a really great story for the Kansas city chiefs and who, when given opportunities and when been, been able to stay on the field has shown that he can be a contributor, but now the injuries just continue to pile up for him as an individual, unfortunately. Yeah, I completely agree. It, it, it's the player that we've seen glimpses of and in the glimpses, you're just like, wow, I mean, he really looks the part of an NFL tight end, a, a true red zone target. Patrick Mahomes really liked him as that. I mean, he liked him so much that he would say things like, we need to get him more action in the middle of the field. Always ended up being this red zone target for Kansas City. And yeah, this this ends his season in KC. Uh, it goes on IR. We'll be having shoulder surgery. It seems like it, it's going to be some time before he's ready to go. I know there are special rules within the NFL where if you wave him with an injury, it can be potentially available to another team if enough time passes the Chiefs could end up signing him so we'll see what happens from a transaction standpoint for the purposes of this I mean he's not going to make the Chiefs 53-man roster and he's not going to be available for a long time 
uh, and that's why you see them do this. And what I, I, I think is worth noting here is, and, and of course, you know, we want to see Jody uh, back as, as soon as possible. I think that goes without saying. But I'm not sure if he was necessarily going to make the roster even if he was healthy. When you look at who the Chiefs have now uh, in a Rasheed Rice, who's a big target, in a Justin Ross, who, again, you hope that is healthy enough to return here and be okay. It's a 6'4", the same as Jody Fortson, maybe a little bit lighter. And I think Justin Ross could become that red zone guy for you. And we had already said we're pretty sure the Chiefs are keeping seven receivers. So I, I wonder if Jody Fortson was even going to have a role on this team. Regardless of that, we know he won't be part of the team now, and hopefully he can recover as, as soon as possible. And if it's not making it in Kansas City one day down the road, it, it's making it some, somewhere else, you know, so long as that isn't the AFC West. Yeah, and this is abso- absolutely not how you want this to happen. But for a team like the Chiefs, we spent all training camp talking about the depth on this team and how they're going to have to make some tough decisions roster wise when they cut down to their 53 man roster on August 29th. And so this maybe opens up an opportunity for somebody else. Uh, Again, you hate for it to happen this way, but it's a significant move for the Kansas city chiefs and and what was going to be a kind of deep position group anyways for the tight ends. And then you get into the wide receivers. So, yeah, we already mentioned the injuries today, and again, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reports that uh, that it, it doesn't seem like it's a serious injury for Justin Ross. So Chiefs fans can can calm down uh, until we get a, a little bit more clarity. Uh, hopefully, we'll get uh, an update on that injury later this afternoon or something. Uh, but not what you want to see the final week of training camp in St. Joseph, Missouri, with Justin Ross. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset leaving and wide receiver uh, Nico Romijo also leaving practice. And Andy Reid confirmed that he's dealing with a uh, shoulder separation, I believe. So, And he had a big preseason showing. So you really hate to see that for him as well as Justin Ross. Yeah, I I, I wonder what happens here. Uh, because if you look at, at what happened with Jody Fortson, he had his shoulder popped back in, similar to Romijo, and now he's on injured reserve. And so you wonder what the implications of that are. You wonder if there is surgery involved. We just don't know right now. The injury is so new, but if there were to be surgery, maybe Romeo would be this redshirt guy that the Chiefs put on IR and we look toward next year. But I think it's too early to tell right now, and we'll have to wait and see what happens um, with these with these particular players. We, we'll be back up here at practice at 9.15 tomorrow, so we'll see if any, any of them are, are back on the field. I tend to think the Chiefs will hold off, just considering how long it is until the regular season. And that wide receiver room, obviously still deep, obviously still a lot of bodies. And I think at this point in training camp, Kadarius Tony is kind of becoming that forgotten guy uh, just because he, he got hurt literally the first day of training camp and, and has not been back on the practice field. And so we aren't really talking about Kadarius Tony, who is a guy who's predicted to have a huge role in the offense because he just hasn't been on the field. And we've been paying attention to all of these other guys. So those guys getting hurt today, it, it's a bummer, but hopefully it, it's nothing serious. And again, going back to that Chiefs wide receiver depth, Richie James and Rasheed Rice, after both looking James more than Rice, but Rice had a couple of nice catches against the Saints, and Richie James obviously had the big catch from Blaine Gabbert and then the touchdown pass. It seemed like they were getting a little bit more work with the ones in Patrick Mahomes today. Yeah, it was easy, easy to tell early on in practice that uh, the Chiefs are going to be trying to give them even more opportunities. And I think they're mixing and matching right now and finding out who they want to give 
most of the playing time in the wide receiver room too. I, I, I still believe Justin Watson is going to be in that mix. I, I think we know it's going to be Marquez and Sky Moore. Uh, and even if Watson were to be replaced when it, when it comes to that, those top team reps with somebody like James, who, you know, it could happen. I, I still think Watson's spot on this team is solid. I, I really think the team feels good about what he can do when it comes from a, a special team standpoint and how he just knows every position and if someone were to go down. And I mean, is today any better example of that? Watson has been pretty durable and he can kind of mix and match of exactly where you need him. And so, yeah, I, I think Rasheed Rice and I, I think Richie James really did themselves a favor by the way they played the other day, but I don't think it necessarily bumps anyone out of the wide receiver room just yet. And I, I know kind of a lot was made with the amount of time that Richie James was playing kind of late into that preseason game. But what you saw from Richie James in that game, which was him smoking second teamers for the New Orleans Saints, like if you think Richie James is a good player and a contributing player, which I think I think most Chiefs fans do, and we certainly do, Pete, he should smoke second team players in a preseason game. And that just goes back to that wide receiver depth for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, it was a good day for a lot of people who have been calling the Richie James is going to be a bigger deal than you realize because he has been, in a sense, more so relegated to the second team. And I, I think everything he's done to this point has proven like maybe he should be with the first team. And it does kind of ease your mind. You know, I know I mentioned, I know you were mentioning Kadarius Tony and what we sort of feel about his potential availability. You know, if Tony weren't ready, I, I think the Chiefs still have enough to, to, go toe-to-toe with the Lions in those first few games and with, with the other opponents and be able to have enough production from that wide receiver room when you consider they have Travis Kelsey to be all right. Uh, now, you don't want to see any more injuries when it comes to the wide receiver room, but I, I feel like you came out of that preseason game feeling better about that room than you did entering it. Yeah, and you know, having these practice injuries, obviously it's the NFL, and guys are going to suffer injuries. That's inevitable. But I think we even saw in the preseason game how cautious the Chiefs are with these guys, and like we just want to get to the regular season and, and be healthy with as many bodies as possible. And we'll probably continue to see that. Uh, freak injuries just happen in the NFL, so it was kind of a tough day on Tuesday in St. Joe, but. That stuff happens. The Chiefs are going to do their best to manage these things, and hopefully these guys will be back on the field, and we'll, we'll get that full complement of weapons moving forward here in the preseason as we look ahead to, towards Saturday night's preseason game against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, last thing for me, Pete, nothing really on the defense today, but I want to focus a little bit more on the Chiefs running back room and – I know you mentioned that uh, LaMichael Pirine was getting a little bit more work uh, with, with the first team offense today. And we saw Clyde Edwards-Alaire get the start in the Chiefs' first preseason game against the Saints. But we know McKinnon's not going to get a lot of action during the preseason. Isaiah Pacheco's not available just yet. Daenerick Prince was heavily involved and getting a lot of looks in the preseason game. But just judging off of these running back contracts that we're seeing, and we saw Ezekiel Elliott sign with the Patriots yesterday, Dalvin Cook sign with the New York Jets. These veteran contracts, are, I think, are a little bit higher than most people uh, assume they were going to be, just depending on how teams pay running backs now. And I'm starting to wonder if we're going to see a lot more of Clyde here in the preseason as a potential trade piece now that – He's going to be cheaper than a veteran like Dalvin Cook, who just signed a one-year, six million dollar deal with a bunch of incentives for the Jets. Right, and and look no further than in New Orleans. Like I, I understand Clyde Edwards-Helaire is, is from the area, and I understand that it was a little bit of a homecoming for him. You have people there 
it was still four of the six plays that you were able to run with Patrick Mahomes. So you devoted, and they were all at the beginning of the game, so making sure that, that you got him in. And the funny thing is that the New Orleans Saints had just hosted an old friend, Kareem Hunt, and he ended up leaving town without a deal. And so there, you just wonder, like, were the Chiefs running Clyde out there in, in front of Loomis, the GM, and in, in New Orleans and saying, you know, let's see if we can showcase him a bit and, and get some interest drummed up for a potential trade. Now, you know, you go back to 2013, the Chiefs have kept four running backs or more five of the ten times at the 53-man roster deadline, so you know that's some, something that they are considering. But five times they didn't, right? They kept three or, or fewer. And so you really just wonder uh, what they're thinking is here. Clyde has been getting a lot of run with Isaiah Pacheco's sideline. And if, if you keep seeing that throughout the preseason, I just, I just wonder what it means. And, and you make a great point. I think Clyde's hit is like three or four million dollars in the last year of his rookie deal. Uh, it'd be a lot cheaper of a solution if a running back were to go down or if there's a, a situation uh, in Indianapolis where it's it's tough to get a guy in the field. We knew we mentioned New Orleans with the suspension to Alvin Kamara. And who knows? I mean, you hate to say this, but there's even a situation in Las Vegas with Josh Jacobs. <laughs> you wouldn't want to see Clyde necessarily in a Raiders uniform, but anything can happen in the NFL. I, I've grown to realize. So we'll see. Uh, it, it, it was an interesting usage, I thought, just considering you were only giving Patrick Mahomes one series in that game. Yeah, there's still veteran running backs out there like Leonard Fournette and you mentioned Kareem Hunt, who I think they're going to look at those Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook contracts and say, well, we want something like that. And if Clyde's a cheaper option, I I think we could see him get a lot of run on Saturday for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't think we should rule out the Chiefs possibly trying to move him for a late conditional pick or something like that, like they've done in the past with Carlos Hyde. I know last year there was maybe they were trying to do that a little bit with Ronald Jones and it never really manifested. But I, I think that's something we should absolutely pay attention to. Um, but we'll, 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 we'll find out more on Saturday when hopefully we see some of the, more of these starters and see how they're deployed against the Arizona Cardinals. If you guys are listening to us on the podcast page, I want to remind you stick around after the break. We'll hear from Andy Reed, wide receiver, Richie James, Rasheed Rice and linebacker, Nick Bolton. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate and review everything that we're doing here on the Arrowhead pride podcast network. Follow all the training camp coverage at arrowheadpride.com. Follow Pete on Twitter at PG Sween. It's the final week in St. Joe, so make sure you're locked in right here for the next couple of days. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. After Tuesday's practice, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, wide receiver Richie James, wide receiver Rasheed Rice, and linebacker Nick Bolton. We'll go in that order, starting with head coach Andy Reid. Mike Edwards' uh, ankle swole up, foot and ankle. Um, it looks good off x-ray and all that. He just got stepped on. Uh, Nick, Nick Jones, I mentioned he had a hand fracture. Um, he's at a specialist right now, so we'll, we'll see see how he does um witherspoon we talked about with the with the toe that's a toe sprain great toe sprain and then today we had a couple of receivers go down nick uh remigio went down with a shoulder dislocation uh smith marset went down with a groin and jay ross went down with uh uh knee hamstring we'll just see what he's being checked out now anyways uh i had a chance to go back and look at the tape um, some good things, and then there's plenty of stuff that we need to work on. So, um, But it was good to get the young guys as many reps as we did. Everybody got to play, uh, which is good to, for evaluation purposes. Um, and like I said, there, there, there were some good, and then there were some things that we got we to gotta clean up. Anyways, with that, time's yours. Andy, what was the, uh, I'm sorry, what was the Justin Ross in, uh, injury? It's uh, knee, hamstrings, uh, shin, something down there. You know, we just have to see see what it is. It's, Coach, um, you mentioned after the game, maybe the tempo from your ones wasn't exactly what you wanted. When you went back and watched it, what sort of things did you want to see out of them that maybe you didn't see? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, we again, not, there are no excuses, but we don't game plan for these, really. So, uh, but, I, but with that, you gotta you got to keep the tempo rolling. And so I wanted it better than what we had it. Um, uh, again, they, they, they presented a better tempo than what we did. And so, you know, I expect us to be able to get off the field and continue a drive uh, on the offensive side. So, um, One you of know. the things that fans get all worried about is short yardage plays. I know it's preseason. You're probably not going to call your number one short yardage play on a fourth and one in the first preseason game. But how much time have you guys spent in this offseason trying to work on things like that? And how do you really practice it until you get into a game? Yeah, that's what I said after the game. That I was, We're trying something there. Uh, with the QB sneak that we, you, you really can't work on in, in these practices here. You know, I mean, it's, um, but you can in the preseason. So we tried it. We can go back to the drawing board on it. Um, it obviously didn't work and stalled the drive. So, uh, but there, it's good good to get it on tape and to see it. I was just going to ask about Romizia, uh What kind of campus he had and how did you Yeah, you know what? He really, he had a nice game. And, um, did some really good things, both special teams wise and uh, uh, in the throw game part of it, you know, the catching part. So um, we'll just see how this thing goes. It, you know, the shoulders back in and all that, but it, we just have to see how how he does. Coach, uh, your second look at back at what James did the other day. How impressed were you, and how much more do you want to see yeah. him work with Pat? Yeah. So he's been working in with Pat in in the practices. Um, we were trying to get some of the young guys some reps. We have a pretty good feel for him. He's good. He's a good player. So we, you know, we got good tape in this offense of him. So there was a little bit more emphasis put on four and eight to get them in the game and get some work with him. Andy with Nick, uh, obviously had a couple of new guys out here today. Do you have more of a long-term prognosis with what he's going to have to deal with here? With uh, who? Nick Jones. The yeah, um, I don't. I don't have anything more for you. I'll find out today. You know. A little bit more on what direction they're going to go. So with it. 
I know it was a small sample size, but your, your two new tackles, uh, have they come out of? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I thought they did did a nice job. Our pass protection was good with the one offensive line, and and uh, they did some good things with the run game, and um, you know we just had the stall. You can't you can't do that. So you got to take care of business with that. Uh, and then they, you know, with Pat didn't play a whole lot of plays. So. Yeah, just uh, right now the legs are tired. He's getting a lot of reps. Uh, he's kind of battling through himself right now. Uh, so he'll pop through it. He just keeps pushing. He'll pop through all this, and then uh, and be able to get his pad level down, eyes up, and and go. But you know, he's got he's got some more more opportunities here. So. I think it'll be all right. Coach, uh, Nick Bolden entering his third year, coming off of a very good season. What have you seen from him in this camp and maybe even in the first preseason game you like the development of his game? Yeah, well, I like his leadership, obviously. Uh, he's got a good feel for what we're doing. Um, you know, so I, he's a good football player all the way around. I mean, I, I don't know what to add to that. I mean, other than he, he does a nice job. And really, last year, I thought he played an all-pro level. He's just, you know, people know who he is now, and you got to, He's going to have to step up, obviously, but he's he's always been willing to do that. Do you think there's an underrated aspect to his game, maybe that he doesn't get enough credit for? Yeah, I think last year helped that, though. I think uh, him coming out, there was enough that you guys wrote about, about you know his production and that, which was great. Um, and the people take an eye. He's a quiet guy. He's not outspoken, flamboyant, any of that. He just goes and plays. Same way in college. You know, he did a great job in college. So. Phenomenal tackler, great feel for the game. Just a quick housekeeping items. One, uh, we know Anthony Witherstone is a former late danger. What was the second move to get the roster spot for two ads? Yeah, we brought in a linebacker and a, and a corner. Yeah. Is second move there anybody that placed on IR or to make a spot or anything? Jody. Fortson, yeah. yeah. Jody's having his shoulder done. Yeah. Thank you very much. And then, you know, kind of once again, the weekly update, uh, Chris, you know, has there been any communication, any movement, any expectation? Uh, no. All right. Okay. Thank you. One more thing. Yeah. Jerry, oh, sorry. Any idea? Are you going to get him back? Yeah, he will. We're just, again, we're taking that slow. But, yeah, we'll get him back here sooner than later. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Richie, how did the uh, field get out there and be part of this offense, even though it was just a preseason game? Uh, I felt good. That felt good. Did you uh, get everything you wanted out of the game? Uh, I mean, I kind of was just getting warmed up, wanting to play a little bit more, but you know how that go. But you played with two different quarterbacks in the NFL over your years. You know, what is the biggest difference with Mahomes other than just the obvious of his greatness? I mean, are, there, are there little traits or even bigger picture things that you feel like really separate him from some of the other quarterbacks you played with? I mean, they're all great leaders. Um, you know, obviously, Pat has done a, a good amount more than most of them, but uh, he's just a great leader, great quarterback, uh, know how to run the show, um, and obviously you know he does his job really well. How do you feel like the, you know, the, the chemistry is coming along with Mahomes? I mean, you're getting more and more reps with him and everything. How is that coming along? Uh, great. Um, you know, like you said, getting an opportunity to work with him. Uh, 
he gives you a lot of advice of where he's thinking, you know, where you should be at uh, when he releases the ball. And uh, yeah, like you said, he's running the show right now. You can tell he's been in the system for a while and he knows uh, where the ball is going to go pre-snap. Um, and he does a really good job of you know, telling you, hey, I'm going to expect the ball right here this moment. Um, and, you know, eyes better be up, hands ready. Looks like on the ball, the ball from the lane in the game, you really were able to track it well. What did you feel like, you know, that was something that, that you were good at? How do you work on that to this day? I mean, I tracked it well, so, I mean, that's something I could do. I made the catch, you know, first down. I think I played well, you know, for me being able to transition from college to the NFL. You know, big spotlight, a lot, a lot different uh, game feel. So, played a lot of snaps, but not as many snaps you probably play in a game. Did they, did they feel different? I mean, were you more tired after a game because it was a professional game, or were you, were you pretty refreshed? Uh, I think, honestly, I think it was. I was a lot more fresh than I would be if I was. You know, if I was in college, it's because we got a lot more guys that can contribute on the offense as well as, you know, like not everybody got to play as much as they normally would. And, you know, it just kind of let us be able to keep our pace and be able to take our time on the sideline. Uh, I ain't going to lie. I was a little nervous just because there's a lot of lights, you know, the first game in the dome. Uh, there's a lot of lights. You just kind of knew that you were the spotlight on the field. Like even my first time running on the field, I knew that everybody seen me run onto the field by myself, so, yeah. How about the speed of the game? Did it, was it what you thought it would be? Uh, yeah, I think practice is, everything we do in practice translates to the game, so the speed we do out here is the same thing we went through in the games. What was the biggest surprise for you just being in that setting and getting out there? Just The whole thing, what was the biggest surprise to your biggest takeaway? Um, I would say it, not necessarily a surprise, just being able to go against, you know, another team. I'm used to being in college and, you know, knowing exactly who I'm about to go against. But, I mean, in the NFL, you can only really just watch film and try to understand the person that you're going to be able to compete against. But there's a lot of guys I've never seen before on the field that I got to, you know, be in front of. I feel very confident with the offensive playbook just because now i got people like Pat, Shane, all the other wide receivers that – you know, Sky, he just got done being in the same place that I'm in, so he's nothing but help for me. One of the things that Coach Nagy talked about with us last week was where guys can, it's the verbiage, the long plays. A lot of times you don't huddle after every play in college and things like that. What's, what's that learning curve been like for you just on that part of it, hearing the play, knowing what you have in the play? Honestly, it's certain stuff that, you know, we say in a long play that only – a little bit of the play really stands out to me. So I just find different ways to, you know, listen to certain words to stand out so that I know exactly what I have to do in my assignment. But that's been different from college? Yeah, huddling up has been different. Uh, How often did you huddle? I didn't huddle one time. Yeah, unless it was victory. Right. Yeah. So then that is a, a different thing, but the adjustment's been good? It feels right? Yeah, it's been great. Uh, like I said, i got a lot of people around me that's going to make sure I'm staying up to speed with them. So. As, as long as I'm doing what I got to do off the field, they're going to make sure I'm doing what I got to do on the field.
Nico, Nico Romijio. That's my boy. He been killing it. Uh, I mean, for him to go undrafted, hey, I don't really understand why, but he's going to show everybody why he should have been drafted. System from a no huddle where you, you you get you know signs and hand signals all that kind of thing, and now you're getting the play you know, from the quarterback verbally. Is that easier or is that harder? Um, honestly, I wouldn't necessarily say it's easier or harder. It's football, and I kind of feel like if you put your all into the football, it, it's all the same. You just gotta try to figure out ways for it to you know for it to slow down and be easier for you. As a rookie and, and really mixing in with the first team, second team, what has it been like working with Pat Mahomes and trying to get on the same page with him and, and trying to meet his expectations? Uh, honestly, like I said, they've been a lot of help, so it hasn't been necessarily hard. Only thing that's been a little challenging is, you know, the defense being able to hide disguises of their defense and then, you know, moving and me having to run my route and be able to adjust to the defense. And also know what Pat's thinking. Like while the defense is adjusting, I'm kind of thinking for the defense and thinking for Pat and myself. Couple more. How much better do you feel now? You've been here about a month now, camp wrapping up this week. We talked to you that first week here. Just how much better do you feel? How much more knowledgeable and comfortable do you feel now? I feel really good. I'm re very confident, uh, ready to get this next game going. All right. Anything else? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. First team defense after the first drive of the game. The Saints moved the ball pretty well. Andy talked after the game just about tempo and kind of energy. Do you guys feel like you were a little step slow, half a step slow? Yeah, How's man. Uh, How do you do better this time Yeah, I think it was just intensity. Uh, focus level got to be up to the roof, man. Um, guys, a little bit legs, a little tired um, from training camp, but none of that really matters, man. Got to go out there, got a chance to compete, got a chance to put good stuff on tape, man. We got to do that. Uh, myself included, man. It kind of starts with me. Uh, I didn't play as well as I needed, needed to play. Kind of started to tempo off the game off bad. Uh, from there, it's kind of like a little, little scared. So, uh, again, we've got an opportunity to come up this week, man. That's a good thing about football. Uh, play weekly. Uh, got another chance, this opportunity to come out and uh, execute the game plan. Are you, you feeling the responsibility for this defense? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, again, I make the calls, I uh, make the checks. I'm uh, comfortable getting guys uh, lined up, energy being there, um, assignment sound. Uh, the whole nine. Um, so when we're not lined up, not playing well, uh, I take it kind of personal. Um, so I know our next opportunity we have uh, will be a lot better. Nick, uh, generally speaking, what was Spags' message to the top team after the game? Uh, man, energy, man, and just executing the play calls, man. Um, I had a, had a couple busts there early, uh, kind of le led to some uh, third downs being completed and drives keep going. And after that, uh, start getting momentum um, and kind of just kind of stop it. So uh, again, we just got to start from the beginning, man, more intensity, more focus. And uh, I will start from there and we'll see what happens. Mean to exchange jerseys after the game, but Tyron, yeah. yep. what did that mean to you? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, Tyron, man, he had 32 when I was here, man. And uh, 32, my sister's favorite two numbers, uh, three and two. Uh, but when he was here, man, I never even questioned him about, about um, taking his jersey or, or paying for it or anything to try to get it off, man. I kind of feel like he represented it the right way, man. And uh, how my sister cared about sports, uh, passion wise, uh, yeah, she, he carried that out in a, in a, in a great manner. So uh, when I had the opportunity to grab the number, man, and, uh, and represent it the right way, man, uh, I was excited for it. Um, having a guy like that, um, I watched him a lot of football. I grew up an SEC football lover, um, LSU, Alabama fan growing up. So all, all that all that coming together, man, and you, you got a lot of respect for him. Uh, so uh, it was great to have that opportunity, man, and to know he left on the back of it was special. Uh, and I know uh, this stuff uh, is a little, little bit bigger than football. Uh, so it's special for me for sure. Danny 
settled in on the practice squad, kind of came in in the middle of camp. Um, looked to have a really good preseason game on Sunday. Just what was it like kind of rewatching him on film and how he's maybe sort of matured in the defense? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, Danny's kind of been growing since he got here. Um, he's one of those guys that came in. Uh, he's played a lot of football. As uh, an older guy, for sure, so he's kind of seen a lot of things. You know, seen a lot of different football schemes and, and how stuff works and stuff like that. So I bring him in on the D line, man. As, as another vet, uh, kind of helps a lot. Um, he's a bigger guy, so he, he knows he's gonna require double teams, man, and uh, helps us out linebackers as well. So I work excited for what Danny brings to the table, man. Uh, he just keep building, get better, better every single day, and uh, we can see where it just takes us, man. You like the most, the one where he's. I like the sack, man, with the little dance at the end, man. Yeah, he had, he had to sound a lot of crunk on that one, man. So we're excited about that. Chris is obviously here, right? You got a couple of days left here. You can be back home. Everyone hopes he gets signed and everything gets worked out. You've had a little bit of time in a game now without him. What, what's the difference? I mean, what, what all are you missing if, if he's not around for you? Yeah, man. Uh, again, Chris, Chris is a special talent, man. Uh, there's no question about it. Uh, but again, at the same time, we got we got guys we're walking with, man. Guys who's put, putting it all on the line, putting their blood, sweat, and tears into it, man. So I'm walking with the guys we have here, man. We, we hope we get them back soon. Uh, we understand what he brings to the table, man. Makes our defense exponentially a lot better, man. But at the end of the day, uh, we got we got the guys we got here, man, and uh, those guys are putting it all into it. Uh, so uh, we're, we're gonna uh, keep walking with these guys, man. Uh, Coming every single day, put your heart on the line, uh, see where it takes you, and that's kind of where we're at with it, man. So I'm gonna give those guys a lot of respect for what they've been doing, man, and uh, I've been busting their tails. Yeah. Do you get the sense that, that, that he's in a, in a good place right now and he's able to look back kind of with joy and is happy to be home and, and such like that? What you take away from that exchange? Uh, I honestly didn't talk much about um, personal stuff, uh, more so about football and uh, kind of how, how he sees like a, as an emerging leader and how, kind of what it takes you from there. Um, but I kind of, for him, I know he's back at home and uh, anywhere being close to family, I know it makes you feel a little bit better at peace. So I just take it as that, I guess. Impressions of the guys coming in behind you, the young guys, especially you know, Jack, Cole, yeah. and Cam. Um, they got a lot of playing time. Yeah, man, those guys came in and uh, they picked up what we didn't, man, in terms of energy, intensity. Uh, those guys are they're, they're juiced up, man, excited, man. I like, like the way they tackled, I like the physicality they play with, and um, yeah, they can, can still keep growing, man. Uh, uh, Jack's one of those guys that, uh, uh, intellectually wise, man, he's up there. Uh, smart guy, uh, good guys aligned, and uh, yeah, he can play football as well. So uh, I'm excited for these young guys, man. We're going to keep keep growing, keep getting a little better, man. And uh, we'll make it hard for all eight of us to make it to uh, 53, man. So that's the goal. Nick, I don't know how much you've been able to pay attention to Mizzou football, but a huge mm-hmm. signing yesterday with Williams Winery. You committed, actually, mm-hmm. to Mizzou. What do you like what they're doing out there in Columbia? Yeah, man. Uh, you said, what was you from again? Oh, he was? Oh, yeah. We've been uh, getting, getting Missouri guys, man. I got a couple of St. Louis guys a couple of years prior and uh, a couple of KC guys. So as long as we keep, build, keep building, man. And, um, yeah, I know we've got a, a great nucleus of guys. Got a lot of vets in there, man. And, uh, a lot of guys have been there for a while. I uh, kind of laid the groundwork. So uh, I think we're going to be in a good spot, man. I'm excited to watch what they got this season for sure. Thanks, everybody. MIZ.